We're going to be looking uh, today in Psalm 39. If you be following the uh, calendar that uh, John put in a website, that's uh, what shows up for today. Psalm um, 39. Um, Jill, uh, at, at the opening prayer, she prayed that God is still good and he's still uh, in control, even though we uh, would be experiencing horrible uh, situations, horrible things. God is still good. And uh, Psalm 39 seems to be reflecting that in, in the life of uh, David. It is, uh, it is Psalm of David. Um, it is difficult to uh, communicate clearly the historical setting of psalms. Things. Uh, psalms are not um, historical narratives, so you cannot necessarily um, uh, see what is the context behind it. But as we um, observe the expressions of David, it seems that it is uh, flowing from Psalm 38, uh, where it seems that he is struggling with sickness. And um, any that um, situation of sickness, he thinks that his life is coming to the end and um, struggling with it. And it seems that it is that, that very theme that's following um, through uh, Psalm 39. And um, so I would like us to be observing and then uh, probably um, we can uh, relate to uh, some of the aspect of this psalm that uh, David is uh, is bringing out, um, it is it is a Pentecost day. Um, it's good to be reminded of that. Um, it is it is the day where the church um, received the Holy Spirit, and one of the name of the Holy Spirit is uh, Paracletus. Um, Paracletus is the uh, the idea of someone coming alongside of you to walk through with you. And as somehow I see that how this actually fits with what David is um, struggling with in Psalm uh, 39, uh, the needs of someone stronger than you, the needs of someone bigger than you to come alongside of you and help you to go, to go through. And so the, the name of the Holy Spirit is a helper, helping us in um, these uh, difficult times. And I, uh, my hope is that um, through this psalm, we can be encouraged um, this morning to uh, whatever horrible situation um, we may be experiencing or someone in our surrounding uh, would be experiencing, then that would lead us into the path of hope. And, um, and it seems to me that this is, this is what uh, David is, is facing here. If you observe uh, uh, that Psalm um, 39, um, you, you, the first three verses, uh, he's talking a lot about his pain, when, what he's experiencing, and, and that is a normal... A normal thing to do for, for a human, and then continuing up to, to verse 4, 5, 6. And um, you see that because of that struggle, 
and he tried to contain it by himself. He couldn't. Then he cried out to God from, from, um, from verse, verse 4. He, you know, he cried out to God, and then uh, he realized how limited he is. And then, uh, but as he continued uh, to speak out uh, from verse 7, there was a sense of hope coming. There, there, is, a, there is a sense that uh, because of that prayer, because of uh, returning to God, uh, there, there, there is a hope. So those, those are the three points I would like to, uh, to bring out uh, to us um, this morning. If we can read it. It starts by, I said I will guard my ways, that I may not sit, sin with my tongue. I will guard my mouth with muzzle. So long as the wicked are in my presence, I was mute and silent. I held my peace to no avail, and my distress grew worse. My heart be- became hot within me. As I mused, the fire burned. Then I spoke with my tongue. O oh Lord, make me know my end. I, as I was observing, I was thinking like, what if this psalm actually started with verse 4? O oh Lord, make, make me know my end. It would make a very, very big difference if, if this psalm started with, with verse 4. But this, this is how it goes. O oh Lord, make me know my end, and what, what is the measure of my day? Let me know how fleeting I am. Behold, you have made my day a few hand breaths, and my lifetime is as nothing before you. Surely ought my can stand as a mere breath. Surely a man goes about as a shadow. Surely for nothing they are in turmoil. Man heaps up wealth and does not know who will gather. And now, O Lord, for what do I wait? My hope is in you. Deliver me from all my transgression. Do not make me the scorn of the fool. I am mute. I do not open my mouth. For it is you who have done it. Remove your stroke from me. I am spent by the hostility of your hand. When you discipline a man with rebukes for sin, you consume like a moth with its dear to him. Surely all mankind is mere breath. Hear my prayer, O Lord, and give ear to my cry. Hold not you peace at my tear, for I am a sojourner with you, a guest like all my fathers. Look away from me, that I may smile again before I depart and I am no more. And so this, this is a, a typical reflection of, of human, human life. As, um, as we look into the, the, the first three verses, we see that it is, struggle is real for, for human life. So it, it is... David is, is realizing that um, he is a human and he is living in a world where there are wicked people around him. There are also good, good people around him. So life is, is made of, 
up and, and downs. And so, and in, in that struggles, we, uh, we see David trying to find how I can cope and how I can get out, out of it. And so he tried to make decision for himself. Okay, I'm not going to talk. I'm going to be quiet. I don't want to be in trouble. And he, he does that and he realizes it doesn't work. You know, and says, I am quiet, but it is like burning like fire in, inside of me, in, in my heart. And so this, this is typically, David is being a human here. He doesn't, he doesn't ignore or he doesn't deny the fact that he is struggling. And, um, and each one of us, we, uh, we also... Uh, experience those things in, in our lives. You know, it could be disappointment, it could be sickness, it could be uh, sorrow, a- any kind of things. It could be opposition, it could be conflict, you know. And um, sadly, we are in a fallen world and we cannot get away from it. Those, those things are, are always going to be around us, alongside we are on earth uh, before uh, Jesus comes. And, um, and God knows that those things are existing. We, we are going to face them. And he's not necessarily going to take those things away. But what, what is our attitude towards those struggles? And um, what do those struggles lead us to? Do they lead us into... Um, creating our, our own world, and then we, we lock ourselves, and we, we become the center of everything. Um, it, it is actually uh, interesting to, to observe the, the first three verses, how much I is, is expressed there. And, and David is, is talking a lot of eyes. I said, I will guard my heart, that I may not sin. I will guard my mouth. I was mute. There's so many I in there where David is, is, is trying to, to look at himself. And, and that's one, one, one of those temptations, a desire to be in control, uh, a desire to, to rise up, to be above um, those, those things um, that we are facing. And there are so much uh, eyes in here. And I spoke. First he decided that I don't want to talk, and then I spoke. And when he, he speaks, and he realized that he, he cannot uh, contain it. And it, it is okay. This, this, is, this is us as human. We, we, are, we are fallen human with, with our weaknesses. And there are going to be seasons of those eyes. Um, in, in our life, um, where we, we want to, um, to be in, in control. We want to, to rely on, on ourselves. But um, as we see with, with David, relying on ourselves as, as human does not always work. You know? And... and then from verse 4, and then he cried out, he said, Oh, Lord. You know, because he, he came to, to the realization of 
uh, how limited he is as a human. And, and this, is, this is my second point for us to, to understand that we as human, we have limitation. And so no matter how uh, we want to keep it for ourselves, uh, no matter we want it to remain in, in, in a context of I, I, it is my problem. I don't want to bother someone with that. I want to be in, in, in control. Because God created us as a relational being, he himself, he is, he is a relational uh, being. And we have inherited that from him. And so because, because of that, we are a relational being. God has put around us a family uh, or people who can speak into our lives. And, um, and when we are facing some, some of those struggles, uh, maybe it is, it is now time when you realize that um, you cannot handle any more Maybe it is a time to enjoy that relationship of people that, people that God has put around you. Maybe it is time to reach out to, to someone. Um, I have been carrying this for, for, for a while. And I, I realize that um, it is bigger than me. And um, I try to, to keep it as I, but now I need you. You know, and, and you observe it, it is, it is from verse 4, now that David is using a bit of more of you. you know, when, when, when he starts crying to God, oh Lord, and he is now mentioning a bit of you in, in it. Maybe it's good to, to go back to it. And he says from verse 4, O Lord, make me know my ends, and what is the measure of my day? Let me know how fleeting I am. Behold, you have made. You know, he, he's not looking at God. He's looking at someone else. You have made my days a few and handbreadth, and my life is a nothing before you. And so, uh, realizing his, his limitation now, he turns to someone who he thinks that uh, can, can help him. And so for us being uh, relational beings and having in a mind that whatever horrible situation that we are facing, God is still good. And so one of the expressions of God's goodness is maybe placing that person beside you. Could be a family, it could be someone in a, in a, in a church family, it could be a friend. And so the goodness of God can be expressed through the person that God is, is putting beside you and the person who wants to reach out to you so that it works with you, comes alongside with you, that paracletus. And, um, And it, it is a time of, of, of reflection. And, and I think observing the life of David, we can learn a lot uh, from, from David uh, when he experienced struggles, uh, sorrows. We see that 
the faith of David, David built so much in, in trying time, in, in difficult time. And, um, and that could be one of the benefits that, um, that struggle can bring to us. Struggle is, is not a blessing. You know, it is not nice. It's, you don't want to be there. But because God is good, He's able to use struggle so that we learn something from it. You know, and struggle can be an amazing opportunity for us to grow in, in, in faith, to grow in patience, and to, to grow in, in many things. And so, um, it, it, when we face uh, those times uh, where we want to we wanna create um, our world and, and then to be in, inside of it, the, the danger could, it, it can lead us to loneliness. And so when you enter in that box of, of loneliness, it is going to be even more painful. And, uh, and because you are lonely, you would try to find ways of, of coping with it. And this is why most of the people who... Um, don't know God or don't have God in their life, uh, they end up going to abusing substances. Because of um, wanting to be in charge, wanting to be in control, and not, not wanting to turn to someone, they, they want to be the one um, handling it. And then you don't realize your limitation. And then because there is no hope, because of the worldview they, they carry, then they will turn to either drugs or to alcohol or to, uh, or to many, many other things. Because um, that, that loneliness did not solve the problem. In, in, in my context, as, um, as, as an African, People would not necessarily turn to abuse of substances because they would not have it anyway. But people would have tendencies to, to turn to witchcraft, to sorcery, where they would go there to, uh, to get solution and to, um, to solve the problem. And uh, this is where um, witch, witch doctors... Uh, destroys many lives because people are so in in desperate situation. And David was in a very desperate situation, but he turns to God and he understands that uh, he, he, he doesn't exist in an accident. It is God who created him. And so if God created him, God is the one who understands how, how to handle life. And God has the usual manual of... Uh, of life, and so he turned to him in in prayer. And so, in in our time of, of struggle, it is to meditate and um, open our hearts so that uh, it lead us into um, a path of of faith where we can turn to God and uh, not. Uh, leading us into loneliness. So a point of application there for us is to avoid loneliness um, when we, uh, we face difficult time. It is turning to those who um, God has put around us. And um, 
And so when we turn to those who, who run us, um, they love us. And um, they would provide advice and they would, have, they would bring different other perspectives in, in our life. And who knows that uh, that someone God has put beside us would be actually an angel that God sent uh, so that we can, we can get out of the situations. And so uh, David realized that and, um, and he turned to, to the author of life. And for us who, uh, who have relationship with, with God, who have relationship um, with Jesus, prayer can be... Um, so powerful and, and sometimes even more powerful than a medication that um, a professional can give you. Uh, have, have you ex- experienced that, that moment where you are so much in pain, and, uh, but in, in that moment of, of pain, you, you talk to yourself, you, you, you speak to yourself, it's, I, I, I am going to hand this over to God. And, and in, in your spirit, you are so connected, connected to God in, in prayer. And that you don't deny the, the pain, but you, you put it in the hands of God in, in prayer. And so in those moments, the pain has not gone away. The pain is still there. But because your spirit is so much focused on God, you, you feel actually better. And, and this is the power of, of prayer. This is the power of being in, in an attitude of prayer where you, you are facing struggle. Because, because the attitude of prayer prevents you from entering in a spirit of miserable, oh, I'm always going to be like this, you know. When is this going to go away? You know, as you feed your mind with with that negative, the pain is is growing bigger. But then when you you put yourself in in an attitude of, of prayer, I am in pain, but God is loving. He, he, he loves me, and he knows that I am in pain. He understands my pain, and I'm going to put that in his hand. And so when you take that attitude, there is something that happens in you that you cannot even sometimes explain. And for me, I, I think this is the secret that God has given us as, as the believers. To, to hand things to him, even though uh, the problem does not change, it, it, it did not go away, but inside of us, inside our heart, there is that feeling of, of better, you know, because you realize that God is, is looking at you, God, God is aware of, of that suffering. And so um, David then turned Turn to God uh, from verse 4 to verse 6. And um, as he turned to God in, in prayer, we, we begin to see even change 
in David's attitude. From verse 7, he says, And now, O Lord, for what do I wait? You know, first he, he, he realized um, his limitation, and then he began he begin to pray. Okay, with my pain, with, with this prayer, what, what is the, the end? And then he, he declared in, in verse 7, my hope is in you. And so from that, that time of, of pain, and because now he hands over to God, the, the, there, there is a birth of, of hope. You know, that prayer generated hope. In him, and uh, deliver me from my transgressions. Do not make the scorn of fool. And so, not not only not only um, he he is now in the mood or in the attitude of hope, but he is so positive that he think he want to get rid of everything that that takes his life away. He repents, you know. Because he, he realized that, that uh, my life is, is in God's hands and the enemy wants, wants to destroy it. And I don't want to allow that, but I am rather going to preserve my, my, my life. How do I preserve it? By getting rid of things that would destroy. And then he repents from his sin. You know, anything that, that is negative, negative in him, he confesses it. I don't want it. I don't want it to be part of my life. I want to get rid of it. And, and this, this is the result of um, going into the presence of God in, in prayer and, and repenting. And, and he, somehow he's, he's like giving shower to his spirit, trying to, to cleanse his, his spirit so that uh, his spirit is not fed with, with these negative thoughts and, and inviting God, God into it. And so... How can David come to this point of repentance in a, in, in a time of suffering? He can come into time of repentance because when he went to the presence of God, suddenly the Holy Spirit starts shining light in his life. You know, this, this is what, what the Holy Spirit does to us. You know, laying, laying down with, with, with that situations and then, when, when, when you, you bring it to God, suddenly it's like flashlight from the Holy Spirit. Trying, oh, this is what you can do. This is what you can do. This is what you can do. This is what, what you can do. Why? Because we are connected to God. But if you are not connected to God, there is going to be other, this is what you can do from the enemy. Or from yourself. Or from your friends who would have negative influence from you. They were going to give you, this is what you can do. And, and statistics shows that for teenagers or, or for a young one, Internet is becoming one of those things that this is what you can do. People turning to Internet um, to feel better. And feeling better actually doesn't happen. And, and, and internet can even lead you even more down. And so because of we understand the goodness of God, 
it is safer for us to be open to what he tells us, what you can do. God is better than anything else, than, than anyone else, you know. With my experience, that there is not going to be any, this is what you can do from God that's going to destroy you. It's not going to be advice coming from, you, from God telling you to do things that is going to destroy your life. He, he's, God is, is not like that. And each one of you can, can testify that, that the suggestions that God, God gives us always leads to make us better. And this, this is where, uh, for, for us who, who are believers, is to uh, the, the importance of discerning uh, things that God communicates to us through, through difficult times. And so, we, we see that in, in, in David that he began to have that hope and uh, he began to, to repent. And I like how, how verse 13 finishes in, in this uh, psalm. He said, look away from me that I may smile again. It's, 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 it's so beautiful that from, from that time of sorrow, he comes into, into prayer and a repentance, and then there is a desire to smile. And, and he can say that even with certainty that God would make me smile because I turn to, uh, to the right person. And so... Struggles, whatever they are, difficult situation, whatever they are, should not take away the hope of smiling again. Because God wants us to to smile. So this this is the encouragement that I would like to um, to submit to you as we um, we observe the life of David in in this psalm that he. he He's human and we are human like him. And he turns to God, uh, realizing his, his limitation. But he refused that the hope of smile is taken away from him. Let's pray. Lord, we want to thank you uh, that you are in control. Uh, you are in charge and you see everything. Uh, you, you understand all of our circumstances. And I thank you uh, for reminding us today that you are good. Um, our pain, our difficulty, our struggle doesn't uh, affect your goodness. Hello, we pray that um, we would approach the, our struggle with, with an attitude of faith with an attitude of hope that uh, you never turn anyone down and that you are looking into seeing smile in our face. But I pray that as we go, we go home, that you would continue to speak to us uh, through uh, what you want us to understand from this Psalm 39. In Jesus' name, amen.